Hi, Timmy Whispers here from Gimme the Hot Sauce Podcast. The two-way V4 features groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam, creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Fuel cell gives you the ultimate energy return, ensuring every step feels explosive and dynamic. Fresh foam offers unparalleled cushioning for maximum comfort for the entire game. The upper construction features a lightweight textile that reduces weight while remaining supportive and breathable. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way at newbalance.com. Hey, it's Timmy Whispers from Stacey King's Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, three-year, 30,000-mile complimentary maintenance, and America's best warranty ensure you can take on any adventure. I'm planning on going river rafting this weekend, and I'm ready to head out on the trails with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. America's best warranty claim based on total package of warranty programs. See dealer for limited warranty details. Complimentary maintenance included Hyundai approved oil and oil filter change, except for electric vehicles and fuel cell electric vehicles, plus tire rotation, normal factory schedule maintenance intervals for three years or 36,000 miles, whichever comes first. More frequent maintenance due to severe driving conditions or conditions is excluded. Offer valid only for new 2020 or 2024 Hyundai models purchased or leased on or after February 1st, 2020. See your Hyundai dealer for further details and limitations. Hey, the NBA schedule is out, and we are get looking forward to an exciting season for the Chicago Bulls. Welcome into a brand new edition of the Gimme the Hot Sauce podcast. Mark Shanowski, Tim Kelly here in our beautiful Palatine studio. Stacy's joining us from his home. You got a nice setup going in your home there, Stacy. Looking good. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, uh, I'd like to send a shout out to Dangerous D. He came over here and helped <laughs> set up my uh, new computer and the lighting and the sound. So. Uh, I was I was sounding pretty bad on my iPad, so I went out and got me a, a a Mac to make it sound a little bit better when I have to be at home. So how are you feeling? I don't want to violate any HIPAA rules like I did last week. So do you want to talk about uh, your situation there? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know I had hip replacement surgery on uh, Tuesday, and uh, I'm a little sore today. You know, it's uh, it's a you know it's one of those it's not a it's a complicated surgery. It only took like two hours. Shout out to my doctor. Uh, Silly Karras said over at uh, Rush, uh, he does a great job out there, man. It's uh, it's my second one, so I'm gonna have the hips of a 25 year old. I might be dancing like Shakira. <laughs> <laughs> we looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see that. <laughs> yeah, man, I'll be back on the pickleball court. I might even be back on the basketball there you court, go. maybe shooting jumpers. Hey, did you get a chance to look at the schedule that was just released? Uh, any initial thoughts on what the Bulls have? I, I saw one thing that was interesting was they said they have the most favorable schedule in terms of rest, which is a good thing. I mean, in the past, they've kind of gotten uh, screwed in that regard. Yeah, you know, I, I saw where I saw where we have like uh, we're in Miami like three or four days. I, that's one of the things I picked out early. It's, you know, where are we going to be staying at for multiple days? And you always look, Mark, for the for the nice warm places during the winter months. So I did see that we're doing, you know, we're doing Miami. We got back, you know, we got two games in Miami. I think we're there like four days. So uh, I'll be able to look like Larry the Lobster uh, when I'm done. <laughs> of course, they open up uh, October 25th at home against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And that's a team with the addition of Chet Holmgren to a, a great already young mix with Shea Gilgis, Alexander, and Josh Giddy. Jalen Williams, that whole crew, uh, that's going to be quite an opening night, Stace. Yeah, that's that's going to be a, a good game. I mean, that's a that's a good young uh, young Oklahoma City team. Um, you know, you get it at home though. That's a, that's an advantage for the Bulls. But when you start looking at the schedule, you know, when you say favorable, there's games that the Bulls should win right out the gate. You know, you got you know Toronto, you've got Indiana, you got Detroit. You know, Dallas is coming to town. Uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn will be tough, but there's two games in there that are they're going to be tough, but they can get off to a really good start. 
Yeah, I think that's the thing that, that looks good is that you've got two home games to start against Oklahoma City, then Toronto comes to the United Center, then three on the road at Detroit, at Indiana, at Dallas. And it's always important, I think, Stacey, you, you've been through this so many times. It's a long season, but if you get off to a start where you're two and eight, I mean, it, it kind of drags morale. I mean, it's, how important is it to get off to a good start in that long NBA season? Well, it's, it's a very it's a very good thing for the Bulls to get off to a good start because, again, you know, you've got a lot of new pieces. Uh, you know, you bring back, you know, you're running it back with your veteran guys and Levine and DeRozan and Vucevic. So you should be able to get off to a good start, you know, and I think that if you get off to a good start, Mark, that kind of carries over to, to the, you know, the rest of the season, you know, your morale is up. Guys start to believe that they can win. Um, you know, the confidence is there. So I, I think it's very important for them to get off to a good start because again, you know, they, they played really well in the second half and maybe, Looking back at last season when they were one of the hot teams, you know, in the second half and were able to get into the playing game, you know, maybe that carries over to this year and the start of a good season and they can get rolling. A lot of attractive home games early in the schedule before Christmas. You've got Phoenix coming in on November 8th. They're going to play the defending NBA champion Denver Nuggets at the United Center on December 12th. And then LeBron and the Lakers with Anthony Davis come in on December 20th. Uh, Plus, you've got Victor Wembenyama and the Spurs come in the next night, the 21st. So before Christmas, the schedule looks really good. I know fans will be looking forward to all those games with those great teams from the Western Conference. Yeah, I mean, you see the Lakers, San Antonio, Cleveland. Uh, you know, Cleveland's Cleveland's going to be a good team. I mean, they're 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 not going anywhere. I I, I expect a few teams to make some jumps. Mark, um, you know, Detroit with what they've done. You got Cade Cunningham back, who's big. It's a big reason why they they're so excited in Detroit. You got Orlando, who's got a young team, a lot of young teams in the Eastern Conference. But I, I really feel is if the Bulls can stay healthy and they get contributions from Kobe White and Patrick Williams, I I, I just believe they're they're somewhere in the fifth seed. You know, they can be somewhere in the middle of the pack. But they need those two guys to really really step up this year. It's time for those two guys to step up and. And, and basically do what they, they can to help this team get to another level. And, of course, this is the first year that the NBA is going to try the in-season tournament. I know you have some strong thoughts on that. The Bulls are in a group uh, with Orlando and Brooklyn and Boston. You know, what, what do you think about uh, that, the whole nature of that? And I guess each, each player on the winning team gets $500,000. And some people say, well, that's not motivation for the superstars. But I'll tell you what. $500,000 is a lot of money, no matter how, no matter how much money you might be yeah. making in a given year. Yeah, I mean, for the younger players especially, who are, you know, some guys who are on two-way contracts, that's big for them. Um, what I'd like to see out for them to be a little bit creative, I understand what they're trying to do with the, the in-season tournament, but what they should do is they should take, at the end of the year, the teams that are in the lottery, you know, coming out of that, coming after All-Star break, you're going to pretty much know which teams are going to be in the lottery. And those teams should play in a play a playoff type of game because they're not making the playoffs, but they can play for the number one pick, the number two pick, the number three pick. Instead of doing the you know balls, the ping pong balls, and all that, make a team earn the number one pick. Make that make those whoever those eight teams or ten teams that are not going to be in the playoffs, have them play in this kind of a tournament at the end of the year. Plus, I think the fan base gets excited. I think the fan base for each one of those teams get excited. And it really gives those guys something to play for, you know, where you got an in-season tournament, like, you know, I mean, there's going to be guys sitting out, you know, there's going to be some stars sitting out and they're not going to take it seriously. Um, but at the same time, you know, when you have a, when you're playing for uh, the number one pick, think about how much energy is in that when you're not guaranteed, you know, even though you, you could have the worst record in the league, but you don't get the number one pick if you lose in this tournament. So they should have probably done something like that, been creative at the end of the season and gave those teams an opportunity to earn the number one pick instead of doing the ping pong balls and thing. I think fans would have liked that even more. Yeah, can you imagine a late season game? You got San Antonio playing Houston for the right to draft Victor Wembanyama. That'd be like a playoff yeah. game for those for those two yeah. teams, their whole yeah. franchise, the future of the franchise yeah. at stake. Yeah, I mean it it would make it would make it interesting. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you're right now the way the system is, the ping pong balls and the the envelopes. I I never liked those. I never liked those because you know you're just like, oh, th this team has the most chances to get the number one pick, and then they don't get it. They get the ninth pick. I, I say you let them play it out. 
And whoever wins, you know, wins this little tournament, they get the number one pick. And whoever's finished second is number two, three, four, all the way down. And uh, I think it'd be more interesting to the fans. I think it'd be interesting to the fan base of those teams that are actually playing for those picks. And it'd be fun to watch. Yeah, we'll have to get that right to Commissioner Adam Silver. We got some change, yeah. courtesy of Stacey King. <laughs> Even if yeah, it's for the ping pong balls. Now, now, now watch, now watch that. Watch in a few years, they'll do that format. They yeah. don't get any credit for it. That's right. <laughs> well, there's never a dead time in the NBA calendar. We've got the uh, World Cup that's coming up overseas. It starts next week. The United States has a team that has no players with international experience, but they've looked good in the exhibition games. Uh, what do you think about the competition in that, Stacey? We've seen some guys drop out just yesterday um, from the Denver Nuggets. I'm escaping my name. They're the shooting guard dropped out. Uh, Murray. Murray. Murray dropped out, and Giannis isn't going to play for Greece. Uh, Porzingis isn't going to play for uh, Latvia. So there's guys that have dropped out. Do you think this is going to be a, a pretty well-received tournament, the, the FIBA World Cup, Stacey? Well, yeah, I think it is. I mean – you know, some of these teams are trying to qualify for the Olympics. You know, the United States is already in it, but they just play these FIBA games to get, you know, to get guys experience, overseas experience. Um, I like the USA's chances. You know, I, I, they play have they have a lot of people on that team that have high basketball IQ. You know, Jalen Brunson, Halliburton, those two guys at the guard spots. Uh, and, you know, Mikhail Bridges, you got a lot of guys out there who are, are talented basketball-wise, but high basketball IQ. Uh, they look to run, you know, they're running people into the ground with the fast break. So uh, I like their chances. And, um, you know, it's a shame all these other stars are, are sitting out. But again, when you get to the point in your career, Mark, where you've been playing six, seven, eight years, you know, and you get hurt playing in FIBA, you know, playing in the playing games and stuff like that. And then you can't play, you know, for your NBA team. That's probably what a lot of these guys are thinking. I think one guy that's going to make a big jump during this tournament is Anthony Edwards of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Here's a guy that really showed that he can be a go-to scorer in the league last year. I think he's ready to take that next step in his career, and, and I think he's really going to showcase himself on this U.S. team. What do you think about Edwards and, and his potential? What's his ceiling look like? Well, he's a superstar. I mean, this is a kid that's explosive. He can shoot the three. He can put the ball on the floor. He can finish at the rim on anybody. Um, I think I think it's it's his time to take over. You know, he can't take a back seat to Carl Anthony Towns and go bear. This is his team. You know, you still got Mike Conley there, who's a very good serviceable point guard. But I think Edwards, this is the year that that he takes over and he becomes the face of that franchise. I've, I've listened to him talk, and he wants that. Like he's hungry for that. Like he he understands what it is to be the face of a franchise, and he wants to do that. He's going to work hard. He's a two-way player. He plays defense. Um, and then playing in this kind of stuff in the summer, in the FIBA, you know, playing for your country, you know, that that means something to some of these kids. They get a chance to actually work with other superstar players, see how they prepare, see, you know, what they do on a daily basis. And sometimes it's good for young players to go go see that kind of stuff and, and see how other guys approach the game and how, like, they approach the game business-like. And then they come back, they're much more mature, and they're ready to do it on their team. Yeah, training camp will start a little bit later for the Bulls this year. I believe October 2nd is the first date, but they pretty much rounded out the roster with the addition of Terry Taylor, who was with the team last year. They brought him on as a two-way guy. And he's a guy, 6'5 guard, but he's like a power guard. He's kind of a throwback to, you know, the old Oscar Robertson type where he can overpower people in the post. And, you know, a lot of people say it's a non-guaranteed contract at a vet's minimum, but he'll be a guy that's uh, that's going to compete with these guys in camp. Don't you think, Stace? Yeah, I really liked him on his first in here. You know, he came in and he played bigger than what he actually is. And the thing I like about him, he kind of reminds you of Bruce Brown. You know, he's a guy that can play different roles for you. He can guard, you know, anybody on the floor. He's that undersized power forward slash big guard. Uh, he can rebound from his position, you know, and he'll dunk on you. I mean, he'll go straight up off the vert and dunk on you. So, you know, he, he, he feels that Bruce Brown role. Now it'll be interesting to see because, you know, uh, we hadn't, you know, it doesn't look like they're going to bring back Javante green. Who's one of my favorite players. Um, you know, so it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. They haven't really said anything yet. Um, but you know, it doesn't seem like they're, they're leaning that way with some of the additions that they made. 
And remember, Lonzo Ball still counts against the roster, so the Bulls will be going in effect with a 14-man roster plus the three two-way spots this season. I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, our buddy Jeff Vukovic, when it comes to insurance for your auto, home, and business. Make sure you contact the king of insurance. He's our friend, nationwide agent Jeff Vukovic. You can reach him at jeffvuk.com. That's jeffvuk.com. The phone number, 847-825-4783. So contact Jeff for all your insurance needs. And Stacy, I know you're on the mend, but the golden pipes are always good. Nationwide is on your side. <laughs> there you go. Stacy. always in mid-season form. We're going to talk more basketball with Boston Celtics rookie Jordan Walsh. That's coming next on Give Me the Hot Sauce. Before we do that, just a little bit of baseball to throw at you. Stacy. did you see the finish of that game at Wrigley Field last night? The walk-off homer by Christopher Morrell. Looked like that place was going to explode like it was Game 7 of the World Series. Yeah, no, I didn't really get a chance to watch it, Mark, you know, as, as I'm recovering, uh, but I heard about it. And, uh, you know, that's a that's a pretty cool way to, to end the game, you know, especially in that situation. You know, you got two two rivalries, you know, two rivals going at it. Uh, that's pretty awesome. Whispers, it's you like think? Roy Hobbs. Yeah. Roy Whis- Hobbs, baby. You think when you were on your 17th beer, you would have uh, actually seen the home run by Morrell? <laughs> I would have already been at Murphy's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would have left. Yeah, they, left. they were losing three to one, yeah. go to the ninth inning. And then the, so the, you and your crew would have said, we had our 17 at Wrigley. We're going to go. Yeah, because the beer now. stops in that seventh that's inning. True. You got to get out of there. <laughs> what did you think of the celebration he ripped his jersey off coming around third and then they tore tore his under jersey off as as they did the celebration that was just a crazy moment for a regular season game yeah it was awesome and uh the best part is now you can go buy his cleats right yeah hey stacy you know our our buddies at drippy they just posted drippy. that they're, they're gonna have an auction for christopher morrell's cleats that he wore yesterday when he hit that home run so so our guys at drippy making some big moves yeah, man, they've been doing it. They've been doing really, really well, man. That company's starting to take off. So, uh, you know, if you, if you got anything that you know you want to buy some memorabilia from some of these uh, young and up and coming stars, hey, get drippy. <laughs> As for the White Sox, well, they're already looking ahead to next year. There's going to have to be some real serious thoughts about the the future of the front office with Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn. I mean, this season has been a total disappointment. Twenty five games under five hundred. What kind of what kind of direction you think the White Sox need to go, Stacy? Man, you know, again, you know, you hate to see people lose their jobs right. or anything like that, but it's it's been a tough season for them. Their, their expectations were a lot higher. Uh, this team, you know, for whatever reason, the last couple of years, you know, they've been expected to win and be a team to challenge, and they just fall short. And, you know, the rookie manager, you know, this year, I thought made some errors. I thought, you know, coming out, talking about they need a leader in the locker room about a week ago. Who's the leader? We don't have any leaders. And, you know, I think that was a, a, you know, a a dig at, you know, the players in the locker room. And that doesn't sit well with players in the locker room, you know, Uh, because at the end of the day, the manager's the leader. You're the leader. You know, you're the one telling everybody, getting the team prepared, giving them the pep talks, putting the players in the right position, you know. you know, they it, it, they almost need to get a fiery, a fiery uh, manager. Someone bring Ozzy back. Bring Ozzy Guillen back. What, that, yeah, bring bring Ozzy back. <laughs> More likely man. to I see Luke Noah. Well, seriously <laughs> though, I mean, or I mean, because sometimes in baseball, it's such a long, it's just yeah. such a long season, and man, you need somebody that's going to hold you accountable. You need someone that's like, hey, come on, man, let's go, let's go. We need you today. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times these these managers just sit around and. Hey, just um, you know, do the best you can. <laughs> it's like, yeah, what? I need a little bit more motivation than that, bro. Like, come on, step up. Tell me, you know, get my ass in gear. You know, run hard to first base, and he's gonna get on you if you don't. You know, hustle off the field. You need guys like that on your team, whether it's a bench coach or whatever. Um, you know, and I hate, like I said, I hate to critique a, a manager in his first year, but uh, if he comes back the next year, he's going to have to really, really change some of the things that he does as far as like the way he manages the team. The whispers, they did have one moment at Wrigley Field when Luis Robert hit that home run and the fans were taunting him. You see the, the still frame of the two kids off. giving him the finger? Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. And he, he gave him the shh as he rounded the base. That was classic. Oh. I mean, that that's an all-time <laughs> meme right there. That, that captures the Cubs-Sox yeah. rivalry perfectly, the shot of the, the two young fans giving the double bird to <laughs> Luis Robert after his home run. So that, that was one for the White Sox yeah. there, Stacey. 
Yeah, that was that was a uh, that was one that was one of me, you know, stick it to you, one of those stick it to you moments, yeah. you know. But hey, listen, it's a bit of rivalry. You you like the fans to get involved, long as they're long as there's not you know fighting in the stands and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, keep it classy and uh, let the team settle in on the field. If you're a Cubs fan, and you win the series. You know, you talk trash. You know, if you're the White Sox, they win the series. Talk trash, but you like to see them play. I like. I wish they'd play a lot more. Yeah, the Cubs right now tied with uh, the Miami Marlins and the Cincinnati Reds for the final wild card spot in the National League. So it should be fun going down the stretch for the Cubs. Hey, did you see the latest video? Whispers uh, Al Foran, our buddy, posted a video with all his different characters wishing Robert De Niro an 80th birthday. And his second yeah. one was Christopher Walken. Oh, so he started working at it, huh? <laughs> he, he worked at it. it was, you'll have to take a look at the video. It's the longest one he did was Walken. I think you inspired him. Well, it's good to be inspirational. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really inspire yeah, anyone else. Person, that's the only person you inspired, but he, he, you know, he, he decided. <laughs> no, he decided his. Because uh, I talked to him, he said his walking was so bad when he got on the show that he spent hours trying to perfect it because yeah. of you. So, what shout about out to you, Tim? And he also, I guess, is working on his Tyson now. Oh, Jesus. Well, no. <laughs> don't do it. Don't without, do it. Man. Without Just even stop. trying, this would be better stop. than yours. Says, yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't, don't even do it. But, but since we're talking about Christopher Walken, let's bring him in to sell some hot sauce. Do it. Oh, it's nice to be here today. And what's great, mm. as we said last week, it was all about the jewels. And people, they are now going to pick up the two sauces that uh, you can't find there right now, the King's Q in 1871. But the good news is people have been using the codes, Mark. Good. That's right. You can use walk and Q or walk and fire to get a free bottle with any order. And people are listening. They finally got the wax out of their years. <laughs> Give that code again for all the folks who are not in the Chicagoland area. That's walking Q and walking fire. And if you don't know how to spell it, I can't help you. W-A-L-K-E-N. That's walk right. In. At least you can spell, Mark. That's yeah. nice. So go to gimmethehotsauce.com. Yes, there you go. Make sure you give that give that website for the people there you go. who do not live in Chicago. I'm a professional. A Don't me tell up. me what to do, King. Hey, I'll listen, come over to your house and break your hip. <laughs> <laughs> hey, more Hoops Talk coming up next. We yeah. visit with Boston Celtics rookie Jordan Walsh. That's next on Give Me the Hot Sauce. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It is now our pleasure to welcome in Boston Celtics rookie Jordan Walsh. You can see by the background, if you're watching on YouTube, the lovely Boston Celtics facilities. Uh, what's it like uh, being a big-time NBA star, Jordan Walsh? Um, it's an amazing amazing feeling, amazing opportunity. You know, I'm glad that I ended up being the Celtics. I'm just, you know, ready to win another championship, hopefully. What was the draft night experience like for you? I know a couple of your Arkansas teammates went in the first round and you were waiting to hear your name called. You were actually drafted by Sacramento, then traded on to Boston. What was that whole waiting uh, experience like for you? Oh, man. For, for me, it was long. It was really long. Uh, I was real anxious. Um, but I knew that, you know, there was some team out there that, that, you know, would buy stock in me. 
and, you know, wanted to take a chance developing me. And, you know, Boston being a place where they really take time to develop their young guys to being able to, to being able to help them win a championship in the future. You know, I feel like you know, this is a, a unique opportunity for me, uh, my family and everybody around me and hopefully, you know, for the Celtics. Your situation kind of reminds me of uh, Christian Brown, who went to the Denver Nuggets uh, early in the second round and wound up uh, getting a championship ring out of it, being a contributor on that team. Uh, do you feel like uh, because of your skills, especially on the defensive end, that you can step onto a veteran team like the Celtics and contribute as a rookie? Uh, hopefully, that's you know that's my plan. I've heard the Christian Brown thing a couple of times. I heard a lot of people say that you know I'm similar in that situation. But yeah, I you know if the Celtics can win a championship this year. Fantastic. If I can help in any way to, to give them an advantage in, in one of the games or maybe a couple of games, even better. But the ultimate goal, I want them to win a championship. I'm glad to have some sort of a part in that, even if it is, you know, just being in practice, playing against those guys, trying to make them better every day. What did you learn about the league from your summer league experience? Uh, I know it's not all guys that are going to be in the NBA this year, but you start playing NBA rules at that kind of pace. What kind of things did you learn about the uh, the, the NBA style from playing summer league? Um, well, the biggest difference, difference for me coming from college was the spacing of the floor and the opportunities that you're going to have and, like, the change of faces. You know, there would be one moment where it's really slow and then all of a sudden now everybody's sprinting and I was going super fast. Like, there's times where – you know, you have to go from slow to fast. And there's people in the league who are pros at doing that. And so being able to, to guard that and being able to kind of like get into that flow is what's most important for me right now and obviously making open shots. Um, but I feel like the way to get on the court for me is just being able to guard one through four um, effectively and being able to make open shots and make life easier for guys like Tatum, Porzingis, and JB. The Celtics have retired a whole ton of numbers. So what number are you going to wear? And did you was that frustrating for you when you asked for a number and they go, no, that's retired, no, that's retired, and what did you end up with? Yeah, so they sent me a list, and they were like, these are the numbers, <laughs> but not a long list. So they sent me a list. It's like, here's, here's what we got. We got 70 through 100, and then we have 27 <laughs> and 29. And I was like, I was like, I did to our Celtics. Everybody's retired, so that's pretty cool. But um, I ended up going with 27. Uh, so 27 will be the number I rock for this year. Um, has a little meaning behind it, but it's you know it's one of the few that were left. So I'm glad I just got a got a number and got a jersey with it with my name and my number on it. Have you had a chance to talk to some of your veteran teammates, guys like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and have they opened you with open arms to the Celtics family? Yes, I have got a chance to talk to a couple of them. Um, Jason Tatum was just a quick, "Hey, what's up? My name is Jordan." You know. I'm glad to be able to help you on this team this year. And Jalen Brown, me and him talked a little more about, you know, just the life of the game and like the life of an athlete. And then I also talked to Al Horford and Chris Stapps, um, just trying to get knowledge from those guys, you know, trying to figure out what, what makes them stick in the league and what's helped them this far, um, because I want to be able to adopt that to myself, you know, whether it's being a professional, whether it's, you know, being a great person or whatever that is. Like me getting different, you know, um, sizes of the story, whether it's from Al or whether it's from KP, uh, just being able to hear their opportunities and, and what they've gone through. Hopefully I can take something from that and be able to build a career for myself. The schedule dropped today, and I'm sure for you the the biggest change is going to be 82 games in the regular season. Have you looked at the schedule at all and what, what stands out to you in terms of uh, the volume of games and the travel involved as a professional? Yeah, I was uh, so I just got done working out, and I was looking at the um, schedule before I was working out, like on the right here. And I was like, okay, we got th we got three games in Texas, so family's gonna be there for sure. <laughs> I was like, but right after we're in Texas, then we're going flying to Cali, and then we're flying to Utah. And I'm like, but well, these are two days apart. Like these are one two days apart trips. Like, that's gonna be a change for me. Um, but you know, hopefully, I'll, I'll be ready for it. It'll be fun. Um, Eighty two games is a lot of games plus playoffs because we know. You know Boston, how they do. Um, it's, it's a long season. I'm, I'm excited for it, for sure. Yes, I've seen uh, two great comparisons uh, with you as uh, being called the steal of the draft and uh, comparing you to uh, the Joker and saying this is a, a guy who has MVP caliber and could be that other guy from a second round that does the same thing. Um, so what, have you seen that article? Uh, I heard a lot of about steal of the draft when I was in summer league playing um, I haven't heard the Joker comparison, though. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I figured that would bring a smile to you. The other one was uh, um, they said, hey, look at uh, look at Jordan and uh, this other rookie named Victor. I'm sure you've heard of that guy. 
And uh, <laughs> they said in their first games, they scored nine points in the summer league, but uh, yours was in nine points in the first quarter. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> that was a nice comparison too. And then they went on to say, well, actually Jordan ended up double that with 18 and, and on and on and uh, said, maybe that's the better pick. And I thought that was a funny one too. Yeah, I saw that. That, that one gave me a little bit of a laugh for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, there's nothing wrong with saying being called the steal of the draft. What was your experience, take- experience like at Arkansas, playing for Eric Musselman, playing with uh, Anthony Black and, and Nick Smith Jr.? You guys had a, a ton of talent on that team. What was your year like at Arkansas? Um, it was good. I learned a lot. I feel like it prepared me better for the situation that I'm in now. Um, obviously, A.B. going top 10 and uh, Nick going first round. Um, to be able to play with those guys, you know, who the who teams decided to take you know, in the first round, in those early slots, like I feel like that's just kind of a, a statement to how, obviously, like you said, how good our team was. And for those guys to come together and, and decide to to win in March Madness and decide to put egos aside and, and all come together under one goal, um, I feel like it's amazing. I feel like that's a real testament to Coach Muss and what he does with the program and how he coaches. Obviously, with him being a, a past NBA coach, he, he obviously has some experience with NBA guys and the NBA talent. So... For him to be able to put us all together and under one roof, under one goal of winning a championship, um, I feel like that means that means the world. And congratulations, hats off to him for sure. But I've I've learned a lot in that journey. You know, going up against those guys every day in practice, you know, guarding AB, then switching on to Nick, and then switching on to Ricky or whoever it was, and just guarding everybody. So it was it was a good experience, it was a learning experience for me, and I'm I'm excited that I got a chance to do that for sure. In terms of adjusting to the NBA game, what areas do you think you're going to have to improve on in terms of being able to make an impact right away as a rookie? Um, I feel like the biggest thing um, with me is obviously I have to defend. I have to get stronger um, because if I want to guard guys like LeBron, like I have to be stronger. Um, I have to get bigger. Um, and outside of that, you know, just knowing the game and being able to make open threes. Um, I feel like that's going to be my role as like a 3 and D guy. Um, while playing with Jason Tatum and, and Brown and all of them, um, just to give them a chance to have that extra defender who doesn't, who's scared to help off of me, uh, who's scared to help onto them because he's guarding me. I feel like that's that's a big, you know, achievement that I need to, I need to gain, a skill that I need um, to be able to make the defense scared to come off of me and, and help on those guys so that their life becomes easier because those are, you know, those are the stars in this team and those are the guys who, you know, everybody needs to look on to to be able to get a bucket in an intense moment or just get buckets in general. Of course, this is uh, Stacy King's Give Me the Hot Sauce, and uh, the man himself is getting ready to join us. Uh, Stacy's uh, getting hooked up from his home, but have you heard much about the Chicago Bulls, and what are your thoughts about maybe being matched up against DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, and that crew? Um, so, yeah, I'm, I, so my parents were, are Bulls, were Bulls, were Bulls fans. Um, my mom lived in Chicago for a while. She was around when, you know, watching Jordan and all that, so they still have some ties. They did have some time to Chicago, but, you know, I don't have any fear of going up against anybody. You know, I know what kind of player I am. I know my job and what I have to do. And, you know, I have the support of the Celtics behind me, support of my teammates, be able to, who know that, you know, I might mess up one time. Like, he might, DeMar Rosen or somebody might blow past me one one possession. But knowing that the next possession, I'm going to try and get it back and, and work hard and I'm going to dive on the floor for those loose balls. Um, I feel like that's, you know, what makes us a team. That's what's going to make me important to the Celtics and, uh, let me have a chance to to prove that I can I can help in a playoff run. And speaking of the Bulls, uh, one of your representatives, Sean Hickenbottom, worked for a number of years in the Bulls organization. What's it been like uh, being with Sean? He's a young guy trying to establish himself in the business, so I know he's going to go to the wall and, and be 100% for it at every turn. Absolutely. Sean's a great guy. Um, he, he obviously works with the agency that I'm with, but you know my connection with him is much deeper, you know, we talk about stuff, so much stuff outside of basketball. You know, he helps me with life, life choices. Um, I, sometimes I'll just text him and be like, well, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And he'll, he'll give me advice. And he also can give me advice on, you know, how to move as a, as a pro, how to move as a professional and how to, how to handle certain situations as a basketball player so that, you know, my peers look at me like, you know, like a great guy and everybody looks at me as a great person so that I can be able to, you know, help this organization in, in whatever way it is. But having him on my side, somebody who's experienced in this world, it's, it's a great advantage I feel like I have. And I imagine you haven't had a chance to do much sightseeing yet. What do you think about uh, the city of Boston? What's your initial impressions and what kind of things are you looking forward to doing as you get out and about in the city? 
Yeah, I haven't got to look look too much. There's a couple of times I got to walk around a little bit and I went unnoticed, which was pretty, which was, which was fun. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I take advantage of that. Um, Boston's a beautiful city. Um, I feel like, you know, in the daytime, it really comes alive. Um, even nighttime, it even comes more alive. Um, just being by, you know, the ocean, being by the water, um, just to be able to see that, you know, I feel like it's amazing. Obviously, you have access to like boats and all that. Um, so it's a beautiful city, a lot of great food places, um, a lot of stuff to do. Um, and everybody's pretty much on top of each other real close. So it's it's a good community for sure. Have you tried any Sam Adams yet? No. Uh, <laughs> well, Jordan, thank you so much for joining us. We wish you the best in your rookie season with the Celtics. Please uh, give our best to Sean. And we look forward to seeing you when you come to the United Center with the Celtics this upcoming season. Absolutely. Thank you all. Thank you. Jordan Walsh, our guest on the Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. We'll come back with a lot more after this quick timeout. Almost time for football season, and we are fired up to welcome in the scores, Ace Bears beat reporter Mark Grody, who is joining us from Indianapolis Colts training facilities where they are doing workouts with the Bears joint practices. Mark, I know you're not supposed to tell us what's going on, but tell us what's going on. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay. They just came up. Uh, Justin Fields under center right now with Cody White here getting ready to snap. Um, he is Justin Fields back to pass. He's looking, rolling right now. Flings the pass incomplete on the right side. Yeah. So 11 on 11, Bears and Colts. I think that was the third play from scrimmage that we've seen out here so far in beautiful. I don't know if you guys can get an idea of the crowd out here. Yeah, it's a nice crowd. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Nice, nice that, crowd. Guys, that's what we call 7,000 people right there watching a uh, Bears and Colts practice in, in what is technically Westfield, Indiana, a lovely, lovely Indiana town. And, and you're going you're gonna to get your credential pulled for, you know, doing that play-by-play. Oh, so, yeah. you know, that's okay. Oh, yeah. We're sorry to end your career on Give Me the Hot Sauce, but that's kind of what we do. I, I, I am like, I'm moving away from, from all the authority figures right now yeah. because I know they're going to be coming towards me here in just a second. So, Yeah. Hey, what, what, uh, what should we make of the whole Justin Fields phenomenon? I see that some services have him ranked like the sixth best fantasy quarterback. He's like up there in the MVP odds. This, is, this has been like a snowball rolling downhill. What, what's reality and what's fiction here, Mark? Well, reality is that he is a phenomenal, superb, elite runner and athlete in this league. And at this point, he is, an, or at least from what we saw last year, an okay and average passer so I think the reason why there are so many high expectations for him is because it's so tantalizing that if you could get some semblance of a decent passing game out of Justin Fields to go along with what is already his God-given weapon in his legs then that's a that makes for a great quarterback in the NFL so I think that's what a lot of people are banking on now, I will tell you guys that it's been an up-and-down camp for Justin Fields. There's no doubt about it. I mean, yesterday, maybe kind of a microcosm of it where he was perfect in seven-on-seven seven drills. I think he was six-for-six six in those. And then he moved on to 11-on-11, 11 11, did complete some nice downfield passes. But also, during the, the important 11 you know, team drills, he did throw a couple of interceptions. So, you know, this is what makes me anxious to get to the real season, to get to the real stuff to see what is real but i you know from being at every single practice so far including the otas it's been up and down for justin fields well i tell you what mark just looking at that first preseason game it looks like they're going to take some shots down the field with all the weapons that they have uh it looks like dj moore is the real deal uh took that little short screen and took it to the house and it just seems like the receivers are going to elevate Justin Fields' uh, quarterback in this year. Do you think that is uh, the case? Oh, 100%, Stacy. It's not, it's something that he didn't have much of last year, and those were you know real, live, actual weapons where Justin Fields doesn't have to do everything. He doesn't have to depend on the offensive line as much when you have somebody like D.J. Moore. And a lot of people have said it, and I agree, that on the D.J. Moore play – where he eludes a little bit of pressure and then flings it to him, he probably would have run that ball last year. That yeah. would have probably been, you know, that would have been his security because he doesn't trust necessarily the weapons that he has. But now you have DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, who incidentally is not practicing as we talk right now live here on a went or actually on a Thursday night. But 
you know, in theory, Chase Claypool could take you to another level as well. And then you have a healthy Darnell Mooney. They were without Darnell Mooney the last five games of the season. Last year, um, you have Khalil Herbert, who looks like the real deal, as we saw in that preseason game. Deontay Foreman, a rookie rusher, and Roshan Johnson as well. So there are budding weapons on this team, which Justin Fields just didn't have that trust factor with those guys last year. How about defensively? The the Bears' secondary looks like it's going to be really strong. They brought in the two free agent linebackers who should really help. And then just last week, uh, Ryan Poles went out and signed Yannick Ngakwe, who, uh, of course, played with the Colts last season. How much of a boost will he give to that, that edge pass rush? A huge boost, Mark, because, you know, he he he's good for nine to ten sacks a year. Like, he, he will sack the quarterback. And the opportunity cost is that he's not a great run stopper. But quite frankly, I don't care about that. If the guy gets 10 sacks, gets nine sacks, whatever, then then he has been a, a success and effective player on this team. So, yeah, that's a huge boost to the team. Um, you know, Demarcus Walker, another defensive end that they brought in who had a career-high eight sacks last year for Tennessee. He is healthy again. I see him out there in full pads right now, as a matter of fact. So he's going to be a factor. Um, and then, you know, you've had, you have some other guys as well, like, you know, Travis Gibson, and who is, you know, in his fourth year, and he's got a lot to prove. Uh, Dominic Robinson, a second-year guy who they converted from an offensive player to a defensive end. So hoping to see a little jump from him. And then, you know, you brought in Tremaine Edmonds, who has not been healthy lately. Tremaine Edmonds is a terrific linebacker. TJ Edwards. And as you mentioned, Mark, the, the secondary of this team seems solid. You know, somebody asked me earlier, who's my MVP? for this camp. I mean, the answer is DJ Moore, but Kyler Gordon, the second year guy who's going to be playing on the inside this year, just about exclusively has been absolutely terrific and probably gets my MVP as well. But the defense was so bad last year that you, you really hope for a, a jump of sorts this year for the defense. So talk I have a little the- bit about how, how talk about, talk a little bit about how the rookie uh, Tyreek Steve, has been. I've heard some good things about him in camp. It looks like he may get the start at the cornerback position. That's what I've read. Oh, yeah. You I'll tell you what, you'd definitely be handing him uh, the hot sauce, I think, on a lot of occasions because <laughs> he is he is uh, he is an excitable guy. Uh, he, he plays with a lot of emotion, but that's that's secondary. He's been terrific. He's been terrific. You know, he's had, uh, you know, a handful of interceptions during camp. He, uh, if you guys watched that first preseason game, he blew coverage on his first on his first assignment. But then after that, he may have been the most effective player on the field, blowing up a screen at one point, deflecting a pass. So from Will Levis, incidentally, so he's been really impressive. Now, yesterday, he in this dual practice with the Colts on special teams, he got into it with the gunner of the Colts on special teams. There was a little bit of jawing back and forth. Um, Tyreek Stevens at a one point in time got into it with Chase Claypool as well. So there has to be that there's that fine line where you definitely don't want to take the excitement and the adrenaline out of a player. But as Alan Williams, the defensive coordinator, said yesterday, you cannot have that kind of penalty in a game. And that's a, that's just one thing that they're worried about. But you definitely don't want to take that out of them. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's what I was going to ask about him. But is there any other player that you would say has been like the surprise? You go, wow, we really got a gem here for a bargain, and he's going to be something special this year. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, in terms of guys being special, you know, one guy, this is kind of boring, but the on the offensive line, on Nate Davis, if you guys have been following, he is going to be or expected to be their right guard. But I will say that Jatari Carter, a second-year offensive lineman, has really shined filling in for him at right guard. So I think that that's been really heartening to see. A guy that I'm looking at right now on the field and is lining up as a a pass catcher in seven-on-seven is Roshan Johnson. He's a rookie running back who played behind the great B. John Robinson at Texas last year, and he has been Mm, getting a lot. Yeah, I mean, you can't do that. Like, you can't – you're not going to have a chance to shine when you're playing behind a guy like that. So – you know, he, he the Bears definitely have been showing signs of him being a guy that they'd like to develop very quickly because he's been playing with the first stringers. So Roshan Johnson, definitely a guy like that. And I'll say one, one other guy, too, who has been impressive, unfortunately not practicing today, is Tyler Scott. He's a rookie wide receiver out of Cincinnati, and he is blazing fast. He did drop a ball in that first preseason game. 
but there are a lot of, again, signs pointing towards this is a guy who you could see being of consequence at some point in time this season. Well, Mark, thank you so much for joining us in the middle of uh, 11 on 11 drills in Indiana. We look forward to visiting with you uh, throughout the season, bringing your insight on the Bears. My pleasure, guys. And we're down to seven on seven drills right now. It's get, it's getting boring. We need to we need to pop it back up to eleven, which we're gonna do soon. So yeah. All right, Mark. Thank you so much. Appreciate get back it, to work. We'll Thanks, talk Mark. to you soon. Right, bye, guys. See Mark guys. Grody bye. from the Score joining us on Give Me the Hot Sauce. That was great. That was great. Right, some live stuff whispers. Yeah, you could hear the crowd. You could you could hear some hits in the background. It sounded great. It makes me excited for football. Stacey, you ready for football season? I mean, the college season starts on August 26th, the week from Saturday. Not a full schedule, but there's some games coming up. I know everybody's up in arms about uh, the Pac-12 being blown up. Uh, you know, your your school, of course, is moving to the Southeastern Conference. You think it's good for college sports, or, or do you think people are, are going to th- uh, miss the good old days? They're going to miss the good old days because yeah. some of these schools had rivalries that go back, you know, 50 years or more. You know, and you miss that. That's what college is all about. The rivalries, uh, you know, the conferences, uh, you know, it's gotten to the point now. Everything's about money, Mark. You know, Everything's about money and people are going where the money is. And they just need to just go ahead and just do a playoff system of 16 teams. You know, the top 16 teams like they do in division, you know, 1A, 1AA, just have 16 team tournament, you know, because because like. Now, with all the conferences being gone, like who, who's going to be a power five conference now? What, how's that going to realign? What, what conferences are going to uh, be a, have an automatic bid to get to the national championship game? Because you used to have that. Now, if everybody's in like one or two conferences, you got the SEC, the Big 12. Big 12, are, you know, they've got, they got a ton of teams now. Like you never think they would ever be in the Big 12. <laughs> They're in the Big 12. Right. So it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. But money talks and – I, I hope that they go to a playoff system, 16 teams, and uh, let, them, let them bang it out. And then, you know, now guys like you and John Starks can't yell at each other 30 years later because Oklahoma doesn't play Oklahoma State anymore. Listen, I'm going to always yell at John Starks. <laughs> one, one, he went to Oklahoma State, two, he's a New York Nick. That's right. So every time I see him, you know, because he came on the show to talk about, you know, just misleading the public right, by he saying, did. Oklahoma, yeah, we never beat him as bad as, we, as, bad as I said. Yeah. And I had to pull out the old receipts and show them that uh, Oklahoma State gets we we own Oklahoma State. Matter of fact, they should be called. They should they should just say, "Hey, look, look, Oklahoma. This is Oklahoma school. You know, that's our charter school. Okay? That's what they are. They're a charter school." Yeah, if you missed that episode, we we visited with John Starks last month, and he and Stacy got into a couple of great debates. So check that out uh, when you get a chance. Time now for one of our favorite segments here on Give Me the Hot Sauce. It's What Are We Watching? Brought to you by our friends at Bigger's Mazda. Their sizzling new Elgin location at Randall Road is the biggest Mazda store in Illinois. Bigger's is offering a bottle of Stacy's Signature Hot Sauce with first test drives of new or pre-owned vehicles. It's your choice. Everything from the coolest SUVs to the stunning Miata. So join in on the fun at 2100 Randall Road. That's Bigger's Mazda in Elgin. I'm going to start things off this week. Uh, people who watched Winning Time last year were kind of upset that the uh, historical accuracy wasn't always there. But it was—it's a fun show to watch. You got John C. Riley playing uh, the owner, Bus, which is just hilarious. And and some of the guys that are supposed to be basketball players are like you know 100 years old. But it, it's still a fun show to watch. It's basically going over the creation of the dynasty that the Bus family created, and it centers on Magic Johnson's arrival in the NBA. Stacy, I learned something on episode two of this season that I'm not sure if it's historically accurate, but in, in this episode, this is after, remember Magic scored the 46 points when he was a rookie in game six yeah. and, they, and they won the championship? Well, the next year Magic got hurt and they were talking about possibly making a move at the deadline. And according to this, the show, Jerry West comes into Paul Westhead's office and said, I've got a deal done with Denver. We're going to trade Norm Nixon for David Thompson. Imagine David Thompson Ooh. on that Lakers team with Magic and Kareem. Yeah. And according yeah. to the show, which is not always historically accurate, Paul Westhead had veto power in his contract, and he didn't want to trade Norm Nixon, so he vetoed the deal, and Jerry West almost killed him. Yeah, that, that probably was true. I yeah. mean, there, there's a lot of things. I mean, there's listen, it's not that show doesn't have all the truth in it, but there is some truth in that because they did get correspondence from – from players and people who worked in the front office. So, uh, 
I, I had heard about that trade. I'd heard about that trade that they were talking about bringing, you know, David Thompson in and Norm because you know they end up they end up letting Norm Nixon yeah. go to the Clippers, right? So, I mean, so you could you could imagine that that deal probably was on the table. Yeah, I mean it's it's a fun show to watch. I mean, like I said, the basketball scenes are 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 comical at times. You know, they had the guy that was Julius <laughs> Irving. I think he was fifty years old. Yeah. You know, it's like, what are we doing here? But you know, yeah. it, it's not about the the basketball. It's about the the personalities and the the whole bus family is is just hilarious. John C. Riley does a great job as the owner. Yeah, so, he's a he's a he's a yeah. he's a very good underrated actor. Yeah, so you check know, it very out. Underrated. Check it out if you get a chance. Stacy, what do you got for the folks this week? Well, you know what? I started off with my show Banshee. I finally finished it. So America, if you haven't seen Banshee, make sure you check it out. The, I wish they would have added more seasons to it. I was a little disappointed in that. It came to came to a close a little bit early. But the, the show I just got done watching on Netflix. Netflix, I have to give Netflix a lot of credit. They have some of the best documentaries uh, on TV. And so I got a chance to watch The American Gladiators, which was on 30 and 30. And it's now on Netflix. And it goes behind the scenes. So I used to love the American Gladiators. I used to love it and watch it religiously, you know. And um, it goes behind the scenes, and it tells you what they did behind the scenes. I mean, they were doing a lot of things behind the scenes, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> hey, this is this is there's children listening, but they were they you know the the steroids they were using the steroids the 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 drugs the alcohol, uh, sex. I mean, everything they were doing everything. And then it came down to where it was so crazy that they became superstars. You know, everywhere they went, people knew who they were. You know, they were big time. And then to see their company that they worked for uh, just kind of rob them, you know, didn't give them licensing rights. Uh, so they, the company they worked for would make all this, you know, all this uh, fandom stuff, you know, shirts, jerseys, dolls, uh, little play men. And they got nothing from that. You know, millions, million, hundreds of millions of dollars they got none of that. And then one group went in and said, hey, you know what? We got to go in there and we got we to gotta make a stand. We got to go in there and tell them, like, hey, if we don't get paid. We're not going to do this. Okay? They went in. Like, three or four of them went in, and then they got fired. And yeah. then they brought in some other. They brought wow. in some other uh, Brought in some other gladiators, and then the show ended up canceling because it wasn't the same. Sad. Jeez. And shout out to my guy, uh, Mike Adamley, who I work with at NBC5 yep. for a number of years. He uh, hosted that show. He's got some stories about his days with the Gladiators oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Whispers, what do you got this week? Well, you know, speaking of those documentaries, I watched that Johnny Manziel one. That's, that's worth yeah. watching. What a disaster he was. Never even read a single playbook in college or the pros. Isn't that crazy? That's what he said. I never opened up one ever. Never. He never watched. He never watched video. He never watched. No uh, video or anything. Quarter, yeah, quarterbacks watch the iPad and they, you know, they have the plays and stuff. Yeah, they brought never that up. His timer was zero dot zero. Yeah, <laughs> and when they checked his iPad, Mark, they said how many they want to see how many hours he looked on the iPad yeah. was zero. Zero. It's <laughs> crazy, but and, like Blutarski's great point. And I saw it, and I saw it too. It's like you know, I mean, the kid was phenomenal at Texas A and M, um, but. It's one of those kids who had success. He had success in high school. You know, it wasn't like he just found success at Texas A&M. He was a stud in high school. And, you know, he comes from a, a well-to-do family and pretty much did what he wanted to do, you know, party, drink. And he just, I mean, he self-destructed. Even his dad and parents kind of turned on him at the end. You know, I mean, just self-destructed. Uh, you know, he, he wasn't even supposed to be a first-round pick. And then signing you know, the autographs. That part, Stacey? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Once said, he got yeah. 30 grand to sign some autographs, He said at one over. point, it, while he was spending a lot of money traveling, where he had yeah. 100 grand in cash under his mattress. Oh, jeez. In, in college. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was, um, he, imagine if the NIL, if he had NIL when he was playing. You know, that, that kid would have probably made, had a lot of money. Oh, sure. He did okay anyway. Yeah. But, <laughs> but the yeah, best show on okay. there. Is uh, is painkillers? If you guys get a chance to watch that, I mean, you're well, on. Netflix. I started to watch that. You're on some oxy yeah, right now, aren't you? Hey, listen, yes, HIPAA violation. Of HIPAA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go again. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm gone to police over there. But you know, Matthew Broderick is he plays uh, Doctor Sackler. I mean, what a great name for you know, an evil person. The, but the funny thing about that is that Prime did it, dope sick with uh, Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah. As a doctor, and it was the same story. Same story. So it's, it's, this, oh, is, really? this is like streaming services. This doing is by the same Peter story. Berg, though, yeah. and he puts this twist on it, yeah. where it's almost kind of almost like a dark comedy. In a did certain you watch way. Dope Sick? It's so awful. Yeah. Which yeah. one do you like better? This one better, just because okay. of the, the the edge that's in it with Peter Berg. How he, you're so annoyed, and you actually, I, I don't know if I can watch another Matthew Broderick film. I hate the guy now. <laughs> 
So you got your choice on, on opioid uh, disasters, which yeah, one yeah. to watch. Yes. He's, he's so good. Which is like, which is like, the, like the one number one drug that's killing all these yeah. kids, man. There's no question oh, about sad. it. Oh, it's yeah, sickening. So sad. Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. Hey, since you're at home today, uh, you didn't use the services of our guy, Mike. Did, did he go to both shows at Wrigley Field when uh, the boss was here? Uh, he went to one. You know, Mike is still recovering from a uh, back injury. He was yeah. picking up the double mint twins at the same time. <laughs> and so he's been, he's been a little injured. And uh, so he's got the day off today to rest his back up. And uh, hopefully, hopefully next week, you know, I'll be ready to come back. I, I don't know. I can't make any promises, but I'll probably hop in there, you know, have Mike drive me. I don't know. We'll see how I feel, Mark. What, what did he think? Did you ask him about the show at, at Wrigley? Oh, he, listen, he loved the show. I mean, Listen, he is a big, big, big fan, you know, and he, he got, you know, anytime he talks about the boss, man, is, is amazing because, like, he's like a historian. So you can you can ask him questions about, you know, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. He's got stories. I mean, the guy's probably seen Bruce Springsteen over 100 times, you know. Uh, he's been to over 500 concerts. Now, put that in perspective. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, our That's guy. A lot of concerts. Our guy Chuck Garfine's a big Bruce fan. I think he's been to, like, 50 or more shows, too. All Did over he? the world, yeah. So we'll have to get those guys to, together. I wonder, he, I wonder if he, I wonder if he went to this last one. He can compare Go stories. Clarence Clemens now is uh, plays a saxon on the band. I mean, the son. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. My daughter went to see uh, Pink at American Family Field the other day. She said the show's unbelievable. You know, she does the thing where she flies over the crowd, she's wired mm -hmm. up and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> acrobatics. It's a, little, it's a little nuts, isn't it? Yeah. Got to do it at a, at a Pink. outdoor stadium. Pink, Pink can sing though. Yeah. Pink can sing. Puts yeah, on like a good Pink. show. Pink can sing. So, Whispers, you want to read the yeah. tell the folks how they can get a limo ride? Yeah, do that. Come on. Oh, okay. Why don't you do it, do it as Mike Tyson? <laughs> yeah, no, do it as Mike Tyson. Windy <laughs> City Limousine. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Championship service. Making reservations so easy. It's a slam dunk. It's ludicrous. Let Windy City break the full core pressure of traffic. Get your destination style and on time. Contact us at 8. Four seven nine one six ninety three hundred. You know, Stacy, he, he always tells us that the problem is that we stop him. No, it the was problem perfect. this time yeah. is that we let him go. No, yeah. I think yeah, you guys are mistaken. Go, we should have stopped him, Mark. <laughs> look at this. We should have stopped him, Mark. Oh, look, look at the feedback online here. Mouth. That's the best what they, they've ever what heard. What are the people saying online? Oh my! What are they saying? What are they saying? They said Mark and Stacy just wrong. Oh, and, um, they're probably saying they're probably saying I thought I saw a putty cat. That's probably what they're saying. I didn't see a putty cat. Archie. Oh, you yeah. sound like a young Tyson right there. That was good. Oh man. <laughs> nothing no, like no. a nothing like nothing. a Mike Tyson bad impersonation to bring this show to a screeching halt. Yeah, I, I love it. That's, that's part of the beauty of it. All right. Well, we're going to let you go, Stacy. Uh, be well. Hope you you're feeling better. You know, take it easy. Don't uh, don't rush that. That that hip replacement's no joke so we look forward to seeing you back no, in the studio not, when you're up and around i'm looking good though mark i just want to throw that out there to all american all <laughs> it's not how you feel women out there all the single women out there i might have a hip injury right now but i'm still looking good there you go hey, maybe you can get on uh you know hip replacement magazine monthly as sexiest man alive hey listen you know what yeah, listen, <laughs> is there a magazine like that they've, 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 they've already they already called me to come back and do from uh, from Wyoming, wherever that we were. Where Montana. Montana. Montana, Montana yeah. already called me back and said they want me in this year's edition, too. So uh, I told them I'd have to talk about uh, if I can bring my, my two partners with me. So you guys might be included, uh, but I can't make any promises. We're showing the cover right now for all the folks on YouTube. Get a chance to enjoy the 10 I mean, Sexiest I mean, yeah. Men Alive, including Stacey King. Yes, and there I am right there. Yeah. yeah, Mark, you, you know, that, that picture they got me when I was asleep. So, you know, but the next picture I come up is going to be looking pretty sexy. I think that's the Oxycontin pose there. <laughs> <laughs> There's the sexiest man in Paris. Hey, hey. Oh, yeah, Oxy, Oxycontin monthly. Oh, 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 baby. I didn't feel I'm anything. I'm going to go get some right now, baby. Oh, no, you, guys have brought, you guys have brought pain to my head. We're bringing the pain. Oh, give me the hot sauce. You're bringing the pain. Hey, try some Sam Adams. Hey, drive home safely, Chicago. <laughs> beep, beep. Our no, thanks to Jordan Walsh and Mark Grody for joining us. And we'll be back with a brand new show again next week. I want to give you a heads up. Starting in September, we're going to move our tapings to Monday. So we get you start your week off. Monday. Right. So that's coming up on September 11th, the day Started after right. the Bears home opener against the Green Bay Packers. Stacy, thanks a lot. Be well. We'll see you next week. Hey, you're welcome, man. All right. Thanks to thank the Sriracha you, crew you, as well. Oh,
goodness, it's only preseason, but I'm hyped he'll fuck. Jimmy G buckets, gets buckets. Oh my goodness, give me the hot sauce, he'll fuck. Give me the hot sauce. What are you doing, Dragic? Did you not get the memo?